Before I get started with this podcast, I'd like to let you know that it is a redo podcast. When I initially posted the podcast, the audio was terrible. So terrible that I decided to go back and redo the whole thing. So without further ado, here's I am not making this up. There is a story about a girl separated from her true love and locked away in a tower. But this tale is no work of fiction. It took place in 17th century France, and the king of this story is the bad guy. I'm Tracy S. Morris, and I am not making this up. Our heroine is a girl named Charlotte Rose de Clement de la Force. De la Force was born to Protestant Huguenots in a time when France was becoming even more hostile to non-Catholics. When she was 12, her mother was imprisoned in a convent. Despite this, Charlotte chose to live a corridor's life at Versailles when she was 16. Life at Versailles was as much a career choice as a lifestyle. In the time before Louis XIV came to power, there was a power struggle between the nobles of France and the monarchy. Now, Louis XIV built a cult of personality around himself that demolished that power struggle. Nobles had to spend time at his isolated Versailles palace and observed a strict system of hierarchy and ceremony in order to gain access to the royal person and curry favor and influence. Meanwhile, Louis could keep an eye on all his corridors with his networks of servants, spies, and servant spies. Versailles itself could be likened to a block of tiny apartments. Like any place where people live in close quarters with one another, squabbling and petty arguments abounded. Nobles who could afford to kept separate places to live in and commuted to work, so to speak, at the palace each morning. Into this world, Charlotte became a lady-in-waiting to the queen. Now, given her status as a Huguenot, it might seem odd that a Protestant would be assigned to an important royal personage. But Louis XIV and Queen Maria Theresa of Spain had a very distant relationship. When the queen died, the king was recorded as saying, this is the first bit of trouble she has ever given me. Nice. Accordingly, the queen had very little power in France. So if Her Majesty had a Huguenot girl as a lady-in-waiting, it might not have really mattered. Nevertheless, Charlotte converted to Catholicism in 1686. The move may not have been motivated by religion, actually, uh, because right afterwards, Louis XIV granted her a pension. Life at court with its rigid hierarchies and prescribed ceremony could be really dull. So many ladies, including Charlotte, took to writing. Out of this tradition, we have some of the best-known fairy tales around. Fairy tales like Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, that sort of thing. In these tales, the heroines save the day through their own cleverness and pluck, with a page or 50 digression to describe what they ate, what they wore, and the sumptuous lodging they stayed in. Really, it was a very literal lifestyles of the rich and fairy. Here's where Charlotte's work shined. Her public work became famous, and she was named the Academy of the Recoverati in Padua. But, despite her success as a writer, Charlotte couldn't stay away from scandal. She had an affair with an actor named Michael Barron, 
which became fodder for the gossip mill when he left his nightcap in her apartment one night. Later, she was swept up in the infamous affair of the poisons when she sent her fiancé a pouch with frog parts in it. She later said it was a love spell. She also had a long affair with a much younger man, Charles de Briot. The affair was frowned on by both of their families, so naturally the forbidden nature of the love helped to draw the two closer. At one point, Charlotte snuck past chaperones to see de Briot while dressed as a dancing bear. The two married in secret, but when the marriage came to light, their family separated them and had the marriage annulled. Eventually, even Charlotte's famous pen got her into trouble. After she wrote satirical Christmas verse, and possibly because she had an affair with the crown prince. So Louis had had enough. He gave Charlotte a choice, go live in a convent or lose her pension. Now, even after she'd gone to live in the convent, she continued to write and publish her work anonymously. One of her best-known works is a tale called Personette, a tale of a girl locked in a tower. The Grimm's brothers retold it as Rapunzel. As a note, one of my major sources for this work was the Kate Forsyth novel Bitter Greens, which you can find on Amazon. Another source for information on court life at Versailles is the Versailles website. You should give it a look too because it's fascinating. Thanks for listening to I Am Not Making This Up. I'm on all major podcast distributors, so subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, and help others find us.